Good evening, sports world. What is good? Chris Dell here from the Family Feud Sports Podcast on Go Baller FFS, here to bring you our weekly NFL Quick Picks Podcast, our Wild Card Weekend Edition. And we're going to be jumping into each of the four NFL Wild Card games for the weekend, breaking down one game at a time in each segment on this podcast episode. Sitting here next to the Godfather, aka my co host slash father, Mr. Alan Dell, former Tampa Bay Bucks and NCAA columnist and beat writer and jumping into the first game of wildcard weekend we got the tennessee titans at the kansas city chiefs chiefs favored by eight and a half points at the vaunted arrowhead stadium to me that seems like the spread is a little bit too big by vegas in this one but i want to hear your take mr allendale the godfather what do you see playing out your boy marcus Mariota playing at the kansas city chiefs is there any chance your boy Mariota pulls off an upset in this one well those are long shots but uh, here's an interesting stat the Chiefs have not won a playoff game at Arrowhead Stadium in 24 years. So wow. is that motivation? I, I don't know. I don't even know if they need motivation. Uh, they've, they've come into the playoffs pretty strong, 10-6. and six. Uh, Titans hobbled into the playoff. Mariota's never totally recovered from last year, which is a reason that he, he struggled throwing the ball this year. Uh, 13 touchdown passes versus 15 interceptions. Chiefs have looked strong at home. Uh, I mean, you look at the last four games of these two in terms of finishing strong and not finishing strong. The perfect example is in this matchup right here, Tennessee Titans 1-3 in, in their last four games, and they had lost three in a row before winning Week 17 last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's a whole other story right there. Chiefs, on the other hand, complete opposite, 4-0 and in their last four games to close the season after losing 6-7. of seven, this team has scored at least 26 points in their last five games. So they had a four-game losing streak, followed that up with a four-game winning streak to close the season. So this team is on the right path right now. And your boy Alex Smith, this could, this could be his last well, let, run as, as a starter in the playoffs. Let me tell you the key for Kansas City. In its 10 wins, Kansas City has generated 24 turnovers. In its six losses, they only generated two turnovers. So perhaps wow. that's going to be the key to this game. Yeah. And – uh that does not bode well for Mariota based on the 15 picks he's thrown this year. Only 13 touchdowns, huh? Yeah, so 13. more interceptions than touchdowns. Uh, they say he's never gotten his rhythm together. Uh, you like the idea that the running load is going to be on Derrick Henry. DeMarco Murray has been ruled out of the game. You seem to think that's a good deal. For the Titans. So maybe, maybe a little bit of bias because Derrick Henry was on my fantasy lineup all season and it was almost impossible to know when to start him and when not to start him. Or actually, you couldn't start him because you never knew when he was going to get that workload. But here's the thing, and this is my feeling on the entire NFL landscape when it comes to running backs. You need a feature back in the backfield. It doesn't matter whether that feature back is five foot ten as a little scat back. It doesn't matter if that back is almost 6'3", six, 6'4", six, like Derrick Henry. The guy is huge. You look at him on the field, this guy was dominant in college. He's got the body, he's got the size, the physicality, the speed. He needs momentum. He You cannot put one guy in, give him two or three carries, put the other guy back in, give him two or three. The running back position is all about getting momentum, and if Derrick Henry gets a chance to get his legs under him, he could really exploit that Kansas City defense and pound it, ground it. That's what Tennessee's got to do because then they can limit the turnovers and have a real chance to win this game. I, Kansas City, I like them at home. I think their defense is going to take over, and I, and, I, and I think they're going to hold the Titans in check. I like the Chiefs 
14. 24-14, so they're covering the spread for you. And I, I think it's too big of a spread. As much as I want the Titans to win because I just love seeing underdogs win if it's not my team involved, my beloved Bungles, man, but not enough for me. I just don't see how. I think Derrick Henry could be that X factor for the Titans, but I think the Chiefs have been too good in these last month, these last four games before the season's up. I got KC 23, Tennessee 21. Tennessee misses a potential game-winning field goal late, and the Chiefs win their first game, their first playoff game at Arrowhead Stadium in, what, two-plus decades? That stat alone is just absolutely insane. Do the Chiefs have any chance to beat the Steelers or the Patriots in the next round no, is my question to you. They're gone. They're, they're, they're one-hit wonder. That's the problem with the AFC is that no matter what's going to happen, it seems like we're just on an ultimate yeah. – case to get and to the like Pittsburgh say, against New England. The, the two AFC games are not very tantalizing to the national audience. The other two games are NFC, especially that one Sunday night. And we're going to talk about the exciting one Saturday night, Atlanta at the Los Angeles Rams and part two of our NFL Quick Picks Wildcard Weekend Edition. We'll be right back. Sports World, welcome back to part two of our NFL Quick Picks Wildcard Weekend Edition podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the mad journalist, sitting here next to my co-host slash father, a.k.a. the godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, former Tampa Bay Bucks and NCAA columnist slash beat writer, and jumping into the game of Saturday for Wildcard Weekend, the Atlanta Falcons, former Super Bowl losers, or should I say returning Super Bowl losers, at the Los Angeles Rams, at the Coliseum. Rams favored by five and a half points at home in this ballgame. Talk about home field advantage in the last one not meaning much, even at Arrowhead Stadium. How about this game? Does home field advantage mean anything for the Los Angeles Rams in this football game? What say you? What matters most for the Los Angeles Rams is their offense. They led the league in scoring 29.9, so let's say 30 points a game. They're loaded with weapons. You have quarterback Jared Goff. You have perhaps... The guy that should be the MVP running back, Todd Gurley, and he's got his receivers back at full strength. Robert Woods is back. He's got his rookie, Cooper Cup, and Sammy Watkins. They got weapons. They got weapons. There's no shortage of targets for Goff, and uh, he's played well. I just like like that offense. I like all the points they can put up, and I I think they're going to keep continuing. Atlanta's had some problems on defense. I, you know, do they care about the Super Bowl? I think that's past them, and that doesn't, that's not going to play. I mean, Matt Ryan had a so-so year, 20 TDs, 12 interceptions. Yeah, I mean, obviously coming off the career year that he had last year, which led them to almost a Super Bowl championship, but obviously no more Kyle Shanahan drawing up the X's and O's on the sideline. As much as I dog on Kyle Shanahan as a head coach, the guy was a very, very good offensive coordinator, and you've seen the offense, the lack of op- offensive production really take its toll this year on the Falcons struggling to win as many games. I mean, going into this game, but you look at the moment, I look at a couple things. One is defense wins over offense in the playoffs. Second part, which applies directly to this game, is the momentum going into the playoffs. The Falcons finished 6-2 in their last eight games with the two losses being against the Vikings and at the New Orleans Saints. Okay, they won three out of the last four, including wins over the Saints and the Panthers. So this Atlanta team, as much as they struggled or appeared to struggle going into the season, they finished the season very strong. And with the playoff experience they've had in the past, makes me think this is a prime game for an upset. Well, uh, it's just and look at the Rams on the other side. I mean, the last seven games they were four and three. They barely beat the Titans in Week 16. Am I crazy or what, man? Well, what you might see in this game is maybe a senior moment. The key person in this whole event 
could be 70-year-old defensive coordinator for the Rams, Wade Phillips. He's a master at stopping anybody. He'll be out there, and I like what he does. He's definitely familiar with the Atlanta Falcons. And with him on defense and that prolific offense, I I like the Rams, and I think they're going to go. I'm going to tell you, I I see the Rams scoring a lot of points. I like them 34-21. You look at the Rams, I mean, just they've scored a lot of points in almost every game this season. I mean, there, there was maybe one week back in week five where they lost the Seattle Seahawks 16-10. to Since then, 27-33-51. I mean, yeah. this team is scoring hey, points. Don't forget, I mean, they hey, lost in the finale, but they didn't start any of their guys. So you throw that week 17 loss to San Francisco out of the window. I mean, they – and then they came back – excuse me. Uh, they came back in week 15 – and they won at Seattle 42-7. to In that one loss, I had five turnovers, by the way. This this team has confidence with the head coach, with the renewed quarterback situation. I mean, how do you see this playing out? Rams, well, was, Rams favored by five and a half. I, What's your score? As I said, I like the Rams 34-21. 34-20. So you got the home team covering the spread again. Yeah. The spread is just, I just think there's too much going on. I think the teams come close in this game. Atlanta's going to be motivated. They're an underdog. They don't have the pressure on them. I, just like the last game, I want to pick Atlanta so bad in this game, but I just cannot see them being the Rams who are so well-rounded, as you said. I got the Rams in a tight ball game. Los Angeles 30, Atlanta 26. Rams win, but do not cover the spread in this game. Question is, do the Rams have what it takes to get to the Super Bowl? They got Wade Phillips. That's half of the battle, and they got a pro- prolific offense. So I think we'll, Sean, we'll Sean your your boy Sean McVay could be the key that? factor. Thirty-one-year-old right coach and a seventy-year-old defense coordinator. Is that a great combination or what? Only in America. <laughs> the best of both worlds for sure in that situation. Sports World, call into our station here on Anchor. Let us know your picks. What's your biggest upset special of the weekend? We'll be right back with our Buffalo at Jacksonville Woo! breakdown. Welcome back, Sports World, to part three of our NFL Quick Picks Wild Card Weekend Edition podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the Mad Journalist. You can find me on social media at M-A-D-D Journalist. That's Mad Journalist with two D's sitting here next to the godfather, Mr. Alan Dell. You can find him at A-Dell Sports on Twitter. That's A-D-E-L-L Sports on Twitter. And jumping into the Mud Bowl of the weekend of wildcard weekend, the Buffalo Bills, my man, Tyrod Taylor, hashtag free Tyrod at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars favored by eight and a half points. What is up with these spreads, Las Vegas? What are you, are you trying to get down on some people and take their money? That's what I'm saying. I got, again, the underdog in this game, but this is the first time I've got the guts to pick the underdog to win this game outright. That's right, you heard me. I got the Buffalo Bills winning this game outright 17-14. to What's that boy been drinking? Hey, man, been drinking too much coffee today. That's that's for damn sure, but I'm going to pick the Bills either way. Look, let let me just lay it out right here real quick. Ever since the Nathan Peterman experience... Oh, I'm sorry, the Nathan Peterman experiment. It was an experience, too. The Bills finished the year 4-2 and two with Tyrod back under center as their starting quarterback. Two of those, Both of those losses were to the New England Patriots. So that means the Buffalo Bills were 4-0 and when Tyrod Taylor came back, playing anybody but the Patriots. Tyrod Taylor has been the most underrated, underappreciated quarterback in the National Football League for the last five-plus years, and the Buffalo Bills still won't give him his due. They still don't want to give him a big contract, even though he is the only reason this team was slash is in playoff contention. 
I don't think Buffalo has what it takes to go any further than past this first round. But, man, I'm telling you that Jacksonville Jaguars, the most overrated football team in the entire league, Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles will fold. He will bortle it up in this wildcard weekend game. I'm going to let you take it because, man, I, I got Buffalo me, all day in this one. Not even me, close me, for me. Let me tell you why you're not even close. All right, let okay. me hear it. Let me hear it. The Jaguars' defense ranks first in the NFL defensively in yards per play, pass defense and interception, okay. and is second in total defense, sacks and scoring defense. But here's a big one. Shady McCoy, he may not play. What are, the, what are they going to do to the Bills without Shady McCoy? Uh, he's carried 287 times for 1,136 yards, six touchdowns. And he has a team high catches. He's their, their leading receiver. And that, that's a tall task. He's questionable as it stands right now. Well, My gut says the guy's going to play. I mean, yeah, I hear you, though. Coming in hobbled, your best weapon on uh, in, on offense, both receiving and rushing-wise, is definitely LaShawn McCoy. Uh, that tandem of Tyrod Taylor and LaShawn McCoy, if both healthy, is enough to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to stick with it. Whether McCoy plays, doesn't play, plays half the game or is hobbled, the Bills will still win this football game because Jacksonville Jaguars are the most overrated football team in the league. You look at the last season they had, which they did very poorly in, coming into this year, they were the beneficiaries of a soft schedule, and you look at their entire schedule from top to bottom and tell me any offenses that they actually played. They played Pittsburgh and Los Angeles back-to-back -back in weeks five and six. They crushed the Steelers in that memorable game, but the next week they lost to the Rams. After that, they're playing the Colts, they're playing the Bengals, they're playing the Browns, the Cardinals, the Colts again. This is a football team that's benefited from playing in the worst division in the NFL. Okay. So you have to look at that when you take this record and scheduling into mind. So having said all that, I said my score. Let me hear your score, Mr. Allen Dell, man. You got the Jaguars, and, and what's the final score in this ballgame? Well, the biggest worry for Jaguars is quarterback Blake Bortles. In the last two games, he's thrown five interceptions and committed a total of seven turnovers. So you got to worry about that. He's inconsistent. But there, there's enough there for the Jaguars, and I don't know if, if Shady McCoy plays. He might not be that effective. They'll find a way somehow. The Jags always seem to do that this year. When they had to win, they win. I like them in a tight game. 21-18. Excuse me, 21-17. 21-17, all right. So close game for you as well. Looks like they're not covering the spread for you in this game. Jaguars 3-3 three and three in their last six games to close the season. And just remember, folks, here at Sports World, you heard it here first, even though you might have heard you might have heard it earlier in the season too, but the Jacksonville Jaguars lost both games they played to the Tennessee Titans. So you tell me how good that football team really is when they're losing to that division opponent twice in one year. We'll be right back with another good game, better the than best. the Mud Bowl, the, the best game of the weekend. We're going to be back with Carolina at New Orleans. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll be right back. Sports world, what is happening? Welcome to Go Baller FFS in the final segment of our NFL Quick Picks podcast, our wildcard weekend edition. Sitting here next to my co-host slash father, a.k.a. the godfather, Mr. Allen Dell, former Tampa Bay Bucks columnist and beat writer, and jumping into your hometown divisional game, the Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints. You've covered these teams for many years in the past with the Buccaneers, obviously playing them every single year, twice a year. And to me, just another surprise, the New Orleans Saints favored by seven points. I know New Orleans beat Carolina twice this season, but to have a seven-point spread between two very good teams is a lot, especially in the first opening round of the playoffs. I'm going to let you take it from here. What's your breakdown in this game? Panthers at Saints, Saints favored by seven. 
Well, there's a lot of false myths, misnomers flying around, and uh, let's let's talk about that first. Let's talk about how hard it is to beat a team three times. The Saints beat the Panthers twice during the regular season. Right. So since the NFL-AFL merger in 1970, teams that swept the regular season series and then played that team again in the playoff have won 13 out of 20 times, which is 65%. So 13 and 7. Yeah. Okay, so it's not a gimme game then. So there's a lot of chance for that underdog team to surprise, right? So is, is, is this saying that your record is going to work in favor of the Panthers or work in favor I, of the Saints? I'll tell you what's going to work in favor of the, of, of the Saints is, is their running game. The, you know, the Panthers are giving up just 88 yards rushing per game. That's third best in the league. But So what's going to give? Because Kamara's on the other side. The two worst games of the year rushing defense were against the Saints, mm. who ran up 149 in their first meeting and 148 yards in the second. So, And we know who that is, you know. So Ron Rivera is going to make a switch or make some defensive adjustments, or what's going to happen there? Because Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram ran rush out over them. But then, okay, what, are you going to make adjustment and let – Breeze un- unleashes his arm. I-, I don't think so. They have a lot of problems. I, I think I like the Saints at home. That don't forget they scored 31 points the last time they played the Saints. Excuse me, the Panthers in 34 the first time they played, and I think they're going to score that much again. So I'm, I'm going to. I like the Panthers. I, they're going to get over 30. I like them, and I don't know what the, what the Panthers can do. I'll take the Saints 34. 24. 34-24, so you don't like the Panthers all that much if you're going with the Saints by 10 in this game. And let's just say, I'm going to break it down again, what team has the momentum going into the playoffs? And the fact is, is that before Week 17, all right, the Panthers have won 7 of 8 games, not including their finale loss to the Falcons in Week 17. So 7-2 and two in their last 9 games for the Panthers. This is a different team than the team that was blown out against the Saints back in week three, where the Saints won at Carolina 34 to 13. Okay, the second time these two teams played was in week 13, and the Saints won at home 31 to 21. So I think the gap's going to shorten even more. Will it shorten enough to flip on the other side for the Panthers? That remains to be seen. But in addition to my Buffalo upset pick of the week, this is again my second. This is my NFC upset special of the week. Carolina, you look at that on the other side, New Orleans 3 and 3 in their last 6 games. Okay? Even though I know they lost to the Rams, they lost to the Falcons and then they lost to the Bucks in the finale, but still. So you're looking at a team Carolina Panthers 7 and 2 in the last 9, Saints 3 and 3 in their last 6. I think defense wins out in the playoffs and the Saints are banged up on defense. The Panthers defense will step it up a notch. The X factor is Camara. I got the Carolina Panthers eking out an upset win, 31 to 27. Well, the Panthers do get tight end Greg Olson, who's been having problems with his foot. And that's a, that's a big he's, factor. He's back, but also back is Marshawn Lattimore, the rookie cornerback for the Saints, who's a, a candidate for defensive rookie of the year. Or he was until his injury. So those two guys are going to be back. Maybe they'll balance each other off it. And let, let's let's look at the passing. Drew Brees. I mean, you could say he's having a subpar year as far as total yards, but he, the yards he's thrown this year is equal to what he threw in 2009 when the Saints went on to win the Super Bowl. I think they just have too many weapons. He's great at home. It's tough to play in the dome, the Super Superdome. So I, I think the Saints are going to take this. They're not going to let this opportunity go. Brees. Reason what he's going to be 39. He knows that he doesn't have that much time. He's not like Brady, who's going to play till he's 75 or 100. 
So uh, thirty nine playing on a contract year too, huh? Yeah, right. So yeah, he's he's definitely bringing it and proving that he deserves even more money next season. That's for damn sure. We're gonna wrap it up here right, and right, be back right. with some final thoughts in our next segment. So just hold it there, quick, Godfather. We'll be right back. And we are back. What is good, Sports World? Here with the bonus edition of our NFL Quick Picks Wild Card Weekend Podcast. Sitting here with the Godfather, Mr. Alan Dell. I am your host, Chris Dell, the Mad Journalist. And wrapping up with some Wild Card Weekend thoughts, things we couldn't fit into our individual game by game breakdowns. I mean, one thing, just looking at the overall playoff bracket and landscape, is that we're you're dismaying and dogging the AFC games this weekend, right? The Tennessee Titans, the Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, Jacksonville Jaguars. And I agree with you. None of these teams have a chance to beat either the Steelers or the Patriots in the next round. So it's inevitable the Steelers and Patriots will play in the AFC Championship game. I, I can confidently say that's both of our picks for that game, right? Or, or am I wrong? Yeah. So, so I guess my question to you before we jump into the NFC playoff picture, which is completely muddled and anything could happen, really anything goes there. Who do you see winning the Super Bowl and making it? Because you brought up some news about the Patriots that they might not be together as they've been in year, as, as together as they've been no. in years past, huh? Yeah, but I don't think that's going to stop them from winning those games. Brady's too professional, and Belichick. Uh, so you don't think the news coming out that you were telling me Brady's dad getting interviewed and giving comments, and so you think they're 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 united? <laughs> These guys are together, huh? I don't know. They're united enough to get through and win a Super Bowl. I believe they have, they have the most talent. They re, they know how to win. I mean, who's going to come out of the East? I I I would think the Saints. I mean, out of the yeah, NFC. Yeah, I, I think looking at the injury, I, I think the Saints have the best chance of beating the Patriots or the Steelers. Assuming I'm, I'm assuming Patriots or Steelers are in the Super Bowl. I'll, I'll take the Patriots, and and I think Carolina. I don't know if they have a tough schedule playing the Saints. But I, I mean, look at Carolina. They're the most experienced team that's gonna that's in the playoffs. So that's interesting. So you're saying basically that the winner of the Saints Panthers game could be the representative in the Super Bowl for the well, NFC. Why not? Yeah, why not? No, I agree with you. And huh? I, if the Saints play uh, the Patriots, uh, you have two experienced quarterbacks. Uh, Breeze has been there once. He won it one year, and uh, they got a lot of weapons. I think that'll be a great Super Bowl. And I, I'll tell you what, I'll go on a limb right now. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I got to go with the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go with the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. Win it all. I got really. The, I got the Saints to win the NFC and go to the Super Bowl. So, so no Minnesota, no Philadelphia. Philadelphia. The two teams with the buys in the NFC. You're you're, you're throwing aside. Lost its quarterback and it's and with that lost its chances. Okay. Minnesota, maybe. But I, I like Carolina. Excuse me. Like, New Orleans. I like New Orleans. And you're so okay. So let's let's. New Orleans is your number one pick. What about the Panthers? And what about the other team on the other side, the Los Angeles Rams, who you picked to beat the Falcons? Do they have a, ch- a legit chance to get that far in the playoffs? Yeah, I think it's gonna be wide open in the NFC. So you got so Saints, and if not the Saints, who you got? Yeah, Panthers yeah. or Rams to make it? Because it's got to be one of those two. You're saying? I'm, I'm saying the Saints, Rams, and the Vikings are a third shot. Okay. All Vikings. right. All right. Something about the Vikings, I, I think they're going to implode in the playoffs. Just because of the offense or I lack of production? or quarterback, since he's not an experienced guy, we'll see. All right, all right. Case Keenum, man, the college football record setter. All right, so interesting because you're riding the Saints, your boy Drew. You got the Drew Brees bias and the fantasy football bias there, but that is well, your boy. Alex Kamara and Mark Ingram. Alvin Kamara, absolutely. Alvin. No, he's going to be the number one pick in fantasy football in almost every league next season. The only other guy that could get it is Todd Gurley, your other boy right there. 
So just that you could have had Kamara and Gurley on, on your fantasy team. You realize that towards the end? You would have, you would, exactly, you could have had them both. You would have won that well, playoff game. the only game. one that had Gurley when he had 40 points. And I lost that game, so... Yeah, you're the only one that lost with him on your team, that's for sure. Okay, so now going into my pick, and I agree with you, I, I think the Patriots have it in the AFC. I think the fact that Antonio Brown won't be at full... He's going to be out for that game, right? Or is it looking like it? He could be back, he could be out. I mean... Either, well, either way. Well, there's another week to go. So. Yeah, well, I'm just saying by the time they get to that game, it's inevitable. I picked the New, New England Patriots to beat the Steelers in the AFC Championship game in the NFC anybody but the philadelphia eagles and i mean that 100 percent. you said it first nick Foles will not lead a team anywhere in the playoffs there's a reason why he's not a starting quarterback in this league the minnesota vikings have a quarterback who's continuing to be disres- to get disrespected and put down and not appreciated enough this guy knows how to play football case keenum and i'll tell you what mike zimmer is the best coach in the nfl right now and he won't get his credit until the vikings win the super bowl that's right the vikings are winning the super bowl they will be the first team to ever win a super bowl on their home turf you heard it here first sports world because i'm going to replay it again after they do it and prove everybody wrong just along with the vikings do peace out